You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. On this episode, we have Eden Emenecker and her mother, Mrs. Emenecker, joining us. Eden, so happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. (laughs) And Mrs. Emenecker, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have both of you on. Eden, you are a current hearing instrument user. And can you kind of tell us what was life like before wearing hearing aids? Yeah. So basically, before I had my hearing aids, I couldn't hear very much. And I noticed this kind of later on, like a couple of years ago, when I was around 10, maybe nine or 10. And basically, all that happened was like, I was struggling with hearing my friends like at lunch and stuff like that. And um, even like my own parents who are very loud people. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was basically what I found out. And then I started complaining a lot to mom, well, my mother and my father. And so, yeah, that's where we are now. It was difficult for you to understand speech, especially when you're talking with your friends, maybe during lunch or gym class. Was that frustrating for you? Uh, Very much so. And I think it was also frustrating for my friends because I had to keep asking them to repeat something and that gets annoying for even me. And so I can understand that. Also, it was just, it was hard because uh, every time I would um, try and understand or like try and pretend like I was acknowledging them by just shaking my head and then they were like, what, that doesn't make any sense to answer with that. When I said that, they would repeat it. It was just a big mess, basically. A lot of frustration. Yeah. Mrs. Emenecker, I'm I'm curious to know, what did you notice prior to Eden wearing hearing instruments coming from the perspective of of a parent? Yeah, well, you know what? We, we had no reason to assume that she had hearing loss. We didn't have any in our family that we knew of. And so at first, you know, she's a kid. My oldest daughter has ADHD. So if I would say something to her and she would say, I didn't hear you, I would go, okay, sure. You know, you weren't paying attention. But then, you know, there were little things that we started to notice. Like, for example, everybody is familiar with those ear thermometers and, you know, you put them in and you it'll beep to tell you that it's done reading and you should take it out and take a look. And she could never hear it. And it almost to the point where it became like a joke. Like we thought we just didn't understand it. We were like, Eden, it beeped. Like, take it out of your ear. What are you, What's going on? And now, of course, what we know is, you know, it's a high frequency. She just couldn't hear that frequency. So she truly never heard it when she um, was taking, you know, her her hearing. It took a while. I mean, she had been sort of complaining and we thought, well, she even her pediatrician, you know, she passed all of her hearing screenings when she was young. Everything's fine. And then she came home with a paper from the school after a routine hearing exam saying, you know, recommend follow-up. 
And between that and the fact that she had been complaining, you know, we sort of realized maybe there is something actually wrong here and took her to get the first exam. And and even still, the results of the exam, we were shocked. I mean, we just the poor thing had been really unable to hear and really, you know, working hard to compensate. And we we truly had no no idea that it was that bad, at least. Eden, do you remember that day when you had the conversation with your parents of I truly can't hear that high-pitched tone from the thermometer? Um, yeah, kind of. It was kind of over a couple of days, so I was kind of just complaining um, for a little while, and then it got to one point where uh, she just like scheduled an appointment with an ear, nose, and throat doctor, mm-hmm. and so we went there for hearing tests, and then um, obviously then we came here, and then I got my hearing aids, and so that's basically what happened. But for the most part, all I said was, like, I can't hear anything, and it's really frustrating. Do you remember what you said to me after that first exam at the ENT when they brought out the results and they were like, wow, this, I mean, your daughter has hearing loss. Do you remember what you said to me in the car on the way home? I don't know, like, I told you yes. so. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I told you, yep. you should have listened to me. <laughs> Dr. Delfino, you've worked with the pediatric population pretty much throughout your entire career, and you have a passion for helping children get on the road to better hearing. What has your experience been like working with Eden and assisting her throughout her new hearing journey? Working with Eden has certainly been a pleasure and, and easy to uh, easy to work with because she is so interactive. She tells us exactly what's going on. What's What's interesting about Eden's hearing loss is that it sounds as though it had come on later on in life. It was not something that she was born with. Universal newborn hearing screenings would have picked that up. Her speech and language is eloquent, so it really didn't seem to have any effect on her early language acquisition. So discovering at this late stage is certainly difficult and life-changing for Eden, for sure. Eden, what were some of the strategies before being fit with the hearing aids that you would use in the classroom? Okay, uh, that one's interesting. Um, so I would just like lean over my desk to try and hear more, maybe like cup over my ear. It's a very cliche thing, but it was actually something I found myself doing quite a bit. Or I would just like raise my hand and say that I couldn't hear you. And that mostly happened in fifth grade because my teacher was kind of quiet and she she was kind of hard to like my uh, music teacher was really hard to hear who is the she in this, um, and she was usually pretty loud for me, so which is why I was kind of concerned about that, but my main fifth grade teacher was a guy, so I could hear him a little bit clearer, but it was still all, it was still muffled, and it was still hard to hear. We work with a lot of patients who implement these different strategies, whether it be in social situations, in the classroom, things of that nature. Mrs. Emenecker, would you ever notice that Eden would come home more tired than usual? Because oftentimes patients who present and implement these strategies will say, when I leave a social setting, I am exhausted. Yeah, you know, in hindsight, I think probably she it, she would be irritable a lot after, um, you know, a long day at school and just thought she was tired. And obviously she was, but I mean, just thought it was sort of the normal. Um, but I'll tell you when we really started to notice it was there was a, a period of time between when we first found out that she had hearing loss at her initial reaction. Of course, we were we all had to adjust to this news. And so she wasn't ready for hearing aids yet. You know, after that 
time period, of course, coronavirus hit. And so everyone started wearing masks. And we went on a vacation this summer. And the only dining was, of course, outdoors. So it was loud. And there was, you know, car and truck noise. And we started to notice that she would be very irritable at the restaurant. Like the second week, she just was miserable and um, realized that it was because she couldn't hear. And she was just so frustrated and exhausted from trying to hear and trying to understand the waitress and trying to, you know, respond to things. Um, and that was really when we had the conversation about, you know, I think it's time to, to let, you know, find somebody and, and see if we can get some help with this. Absolutely. And then we had, of course, the pleasure of meeting you, Mrs. Emenecker, and Eden, and you had visited our office. And Dr. Delfino, you sent Eden home with the hearing instruments to trial for about, what was it, about two or three weeks, which is so important, especially with the pediatric population, because in terms of acceptance of the technology mm -hmm. in and of itself, and I know you conducted some real ear. Why is it so important, Dr. Delfino, to fit the pediatric population with the technology, allow them to trial it? And what was your experience working with Eden and Mrs. Emenecker uh, from the beginning? Because I know it was a very positive first follow-up appointment following that trial. Yeah, certainly there was some reticence because it's always difficult to first realize that your child has a hearing hearing loss and then what to do. And so I think it's important to go slow, step-by-step, letting Eden try the instruments to kind of convince her as well that this, in fact, made a difference in the way in which she was able to hear and respond with the pediatric population. Always, always so important to make sure that you have the right fit, the right prescription. We don't want to over-amplify. And again, with Eden, I knew we needed to be very specific with her amount of amplification because of the, the configuration of her audiograms, primarily high frequency. And so we needed to be somewhat careful with how much loudest we put in. So real ear measure made it audible and comfortable for Eden. So when she left, I knew that we were we were where we needed to be. Eden, I was actually in the office for your first follow-up post-trialing the hearing instruments. And I think the first thing that you said was, I heard my father from like three rooms away. Can you tell us about your initial experience with the hearing aids? So that was actually a really fun time. So those hearing aids were not as good as these hearing aids that I have now. Um, so I could hear, like, everything was more amplified, and these are, like, more specific. Mm -hmm. Basically, when I came home, it was, like, the very first second I came home. Apparently, my dad has done this a lot. He would say, um, Eden, can you hear me from a few rooms over to see if I could hear him? And I never could, and I never knew that until the first day I got my hearing aids. And I was in the garage, and the garage connects to the kitchen, which connects to the living room, and he was right in the doorway to my living room in the kitchen, which is relatively far away from where I was. So um, it was pretty far. <laughs> and so what happened? He said... Um, he said that he's asked that before. I don't yeah. Know. Well, it was just so cute because he said, you know, in the same voice as always, Eden, can you hear me? And you said, yes. <laughs> and, it was, and he was like, whoa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Emenecker, what was your initial reaction when... Eden went home, had the hearing instruments in, you know, of course her brain had to get used to this new hearing world. What did you notice and what were some of the, the aha moments that you experienced? 
Um, I think the first one for me was actually in the office before we even left when she first had gotten them on and we, you know, changing all the the settings and and she was getting used to it and said, Eden, you know, can you hear anything? And just at that moment, the fan clicked on for the, you know, heating or air conditioning, whatever it was in in the room. And she went, I heard that fan come on, you know, and I got chills. And then, you know, things like she would talk about being able to hear her feet on the carpet and things that she just hadn't heard for such a long time that now she was noticing. Um, it was, yeah, I, I, I get goosebumps still now thinking about it. Yeah, I even noticed that because like some of my songs have parts of it that I can't hear. And then when I'd hear it again, I would hear these like different uh, musical sounds in the background that I could never hear before. They never knew were there. Yeah, so it was interesting. That was fun. It's amazing. You, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that that trumpet part was in in that song or something of that nature. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's so interesting. I always we always tell our patients, you know, our patients listen with their eyes. So when you first come to our office, sometimes you might be squinting a bit or reading lips, and you've always been, you know, from working with you, so positive. And Eden, that has absolutely helped you throughout this entire journey. Can you share with us what your overall experience has been like with the hearing aids? I really like these hearing aids a lot better than the last ones. However, there definitely have been, you know, some bumps here and there. Mm -hmm. Like, it would get, like, since I can hear so much more, it was kind of overwhelming. Um, Like, especially, like, today I got off the bus. It was really loud on the bus. But it got tamer, luckily. Like, I got off the bus. My bus ride is much shorter now. It's just... Since I can notice all these sounds, there's like pros, like many, many pros, but at the same time, there's this one con and that it's overwhelming and there's lots of noise and that kind of stresses me out a little bit sometimes. But it definitely, um, for the most part, I prefer having hearing aids. I do wear them a lot, actually. Um, And I think if I keep wearing them, like the better it feels because sometimes when I take them out, I'm like, whoa, I cannot hear a thing. And then I have to put them back in. So that's also a really nice experience. We talk about this term brain hearing and Dr. Delfino, regarding Dr. Douglas Beck's interview with Dr. Anu Sharma, this specific article talks about your brain getting used to this new hearing world. Can you dovetail off what Eden said? Because I think that's so important for our listeners. The article that Blaze is referring to has to do with a thing called auditory integration, how well we are putting together the auditory stimulus with meaning, context. And for you, having not had that information available to you and trying to live and function with that, it certainly leaves you at a significant disadvantage. But allowing you to use the instruments to stimulate that portion of the brain which is responsible for Things like auditory integration, even parts of our visual projection area are involved with this as well. So it really brings to brings to together that whole concept of hearing with our brain, that auditory cortex is getting so much more information. So you're better able to understand things. It makes more sense to you. And again, what what I love to, to hear you say is that when you take them out, you notice such a huge difference. And that, that's how we know we, we've done the right thing. Mrs. Emenecker, what did you notice? The most after we fit Eden with her hearing instruments, was she more socially active? Of course, having family dinner. Kind of share what, what you experienced. Let's take a quick break. Running a private practice is challenging. 
and it's especially difficult if you're using a management software system that's out of date or doesn't really fit your needs. As a former private practice owner, I personally found Cycle to be such an incredible tool that is easy to use and is really in the best interest of my patients. Cycle provides you with industry-specific workflows and features for a smooth-running front office, and if you've been listening to the Hearing Matters podcast, you will know that I believe that the front office staff is really the most important position in a hearing care clinic. Learn more at cycle.com. That's S-Y-C-L-E.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is a crazy year to uh, to think through, you know, social things, of course, because mm-hmm. it's not quite normal. But certainly in family settings, um, she was able to be more participatory. Irritability that I talked about before, you know, was much less. She was able to, um, you know, carry on the conversation. And I, I do think that she hasn't seemed as tired. You know, you, you notice these things in retrospect. Yeah, and the socially thing actually is definitely true. I don't talk a lot in school, like I'm rather quiet. That probably has something to do with my hearing loss, but now that I can hear more, I definitely think I actually have been more socially active. Like when I first got the demo ones, I was still, you know, I was still relatively quiet to everything because it was also new. But then when I got my new hearing aids, like I have a, now I have a new friend who I haven't talked to in a really long time and all that stuff, which is always like really nice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that they've definitely helped me socially, which is weird because it I mean it probably could have helped me a lot more if it wasn't in coronavirus times. But yeah, I really am grateful for that. And that's amazing because we always talk about the goal. Why do we wear hearing instruments? It's not to make everything louder. It's to make speech clear. And the goal of fitting Eden was to reduce overall listening effort, how much effort she has to put forth to truly understand what's being said, and to increase overall speech understanding. A lot of times when patients are just fit with their hearing technology, they'll say, you know, I'm hearing all these sounds, the the microwave or the refrigerator, things of that nature. And you just haven't heard those sounds for quite some time. But over time, your brain does adjust. You will get used to this uh, this new hearing world. Eden, when you had moved forward and you said, you know what? Yes, I'm ready to move forward with hearing technology. You had the chance to pick out your color. And what I thought was very cool, for lack of a better term, is you did your research. You said, yep, these Oticon open plays are going to be able to connect to my iPhone. Share with us the experience of picking out your color and the phone connectivity and and the fun stuff like that. Yeah, that was actually my favorite part, especially the color. I really liked that. So like when I first got the demo pair, I actually connected it to my phone and it was really fun. I did get to control the volume. I did get to play around with some other things, which was really nice to have just on my phone. And the color thing, I have this really pretty color and I really like that. And at first I was thinking I was going to go for something darker or something that would match my skin tone more so it would be invisible. But I didn't even need to because these hearing aids are so small, no one can even see them. And they're very fun to look at when they're just charging or anything. So I really like the color. Mrs. Emenecker, as a parent, 
this has to just, number one, make you so proud of Eden. And, you know, she's an incredible student and she loves to write and she's so well-spoken. This just has to get you and your husband and your family so excited that Eden's now better able to, to hear, to understand and participate in, in all these different conversations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I've always been so proud of her. And this experience has also helped me to realize, you know, how much more even than I knew she was she was already doing and and going through with such a positive attitude and, you know, carrying it forward. I mean, I don't you should tell them about your Grammy and kind of the conversation you had with her and what you've inspired. She's sort of, you know, paid it back already. Yeah, that was fun. So my grandma has uh, hearing aids actually similar to mine. I think they might be a little bigger. Um, She got them a little while back, so they're not as high tech as mine. But um, she didn't really wear them that often. And so before Halloween, like right before Halloween, maybe right after, but I think it was before Halloween, she FaceTimed me so we could call. And basically, we were chatting about how like the whole thing we were talking about just a little bit ago, how there's like the brain hearing and all that stuff. And it mostly, you have to adjust to it with your brain. And since then, she's been encouraged to wear her hearing aids a lot more, which is really good on her because she can't hear at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So you've bridged the gap. She, she, I mean, she really like encouraged my mother. So in my family, I said, we don't have hearing. That's not true. We have hearing loss. It's just age-related hearing yes. loss, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of that in my family, none at this age. But so my, yeah, so my my mother can't hear and wouldn't wear her hearing aids and they got on and Eden said to her, it's not your ears that have to adjust, it's your brain. And, you know, she sort of repeated all the things that she had learned here. And now my mom has really committed to wearing hers and getting used to it. Yeah. That's amazing. Eden, when we were just, we were just talking before we started to record this episode, it's so uplifting. Lifting. Number one, to, to dovetail off what you said, Mrs. Emnecker, your positive attitude moving forward with hearing technology. You came in with an open mind. You were excited. It seems as though you're just a, a, a forward thinker, which is so cool. And we were saying, you know, you can really pave the way for kids your age who also present with hearing loss. I mean, that is so cool. Thank you. It's so exciting. Truly. I mean, yeah, it's been tricky, but like the irritability stuff, I think I can handle that because it definitely gets better with time. Like the more I have them in, the easier hearing (laughs) obviously gets. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really quite nice. And it's also really amazing because I can hear everything. And then at the end of the day, I just have these like noise canceling things. I just have to take them out and then I can, I don't hear anything. And it just is much easier to go to sleep that way. (laughs) Absolutely. Dr. Delfino, what do you feel as though in terms of moving forward with hearing technology, of course, having a positive attitude, which Eden encompasses and, and has continued to display throughout this process for any audiologist or hearing healthcare professional that works with the pediatric population. What do you think made Eden's fitting so successful? It was really all about Eden. Every child is different. Uh, Eden was was ready. She recognized that there was some deficiency and she wanted to make it better. What I was most taken by is Eden's description of the isolation of 
how that feeling of not hearing people and interacting with them can be so isolating and stop you from making friends. Eden has a long life to live and lots of relationships and people to talk to and uh, be involved with. And, and I think having her be able to be the best she can be here, all that she can, will just make her, her future that much brighter. I love my hearing aids. <laughs> it's been a it's been a very positive experience, and uh, you know I'm I'm proud of her. Even here coming in today to have this conversation, you know I think she really wants to inspire other kids who might be like her. Maybe they can't hear really well, but the thought of you know going through and and getting instruments and and making it you know real is is scary. And so the ability to say no, it's so much better. You know, just go do it. I, I think is is really inspirational. She inspires me. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaze Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs. Today, we had Eden Emenecker and her mother, Mrs. Emenecker, on the show today discussing Eden's success story with her new hearing aids, the Oticon Plays. Until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also, head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team we can continue to help our community hear life story.